with, with the, the big, big boys coming with, with the big fits. I feel so clean, Barricane season three, oh yeah. Big hoes coming with the big pots, feel so clean, Barricane season three, oh yeah. With the big boys coming with the big fits. I feel so clean, Barricane season three, oh yeah. Big hoes coming with the big pots, feel so clean, Barricane season three, oh yeah. Welcome back, everybody, to Pair of Kings, where we are bringing you business as usual, tomfoolery as planned. My name is John Hogaboom, and I am joined by not one, but two other people in the podcast studio today. First off, we have my wonderful co-host. Saul Thompson. Hey, everybody. Hey, Saul. How are you? Okay. I'm uh, on a little vacation here with Anna. I'm up here in Vermont. Uh, we were supposed to go snowing, and then we found out that opening weekend wasn't until next week. They changed it because of COVID worries. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so we've just been trying to figure out what to do. Like, we hiked up the mountain and then snowboarded slash skied down, which was a nightmare. Okay. Um, we've been figuring out things things to do. That's um, good. Yeah. We watched a season of America's Next Top Model, which is shockingly really fun to watch. That show Not slaps. I used to watch great. that show on sick days when I like in in grade school. It's fun. It's classic. Like, I, Tyra Banks is a genius. Tyra Banks also just like she knows her craft very well. Oh, most definitely. She is. She backs up everything with like very specific reasoning, etc. Yeah, she's she's, she's awesome. truly a master of what she does, but. Saul, we are not alone in the podcast studio today. Would you like to introduce our guest? Absolutely. We have, I think, the biggest guest in terms of following that we've, yeah. we've ever had, which is pretty cool. Um, he has started um, a streetwear brand slash company himself. Um, he has started a consignment store uh, by mm-hmm. himself. And I think he has also worked with brands on um, their own kind of... Uh, um, how to describe it, their own kind of visions and, and help them along the road. It seems like some creative direction. His, exactly. His fingers on the, uh, the, the heartbeat of the streetwear world. Absolutely. Right now. But I guess without further ado, uh, it is my pleasure to introduce Federico Berengo. How are Welcome. you? Hi guys. Hi guys. I hope uh, you are good. And thank, thank you for inviting me into the podcast. Big fan of your page and also listening to some of your podcasts in the past. So it's really nice to be here and to take part in this, uh, in this podcast, this, uh, this episode. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we know you're a busy guy, so it means a lot that you took the time. Um, how are you doing? First things first. Yeah, I'm doing pretty well. Thanks. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, the important side of it uh, this time uh, in this uh, let's say in this year is to be healthy i guess so mm-hmm. that's the important part and uh, then say i'm still working good on all, on all my projects we are not slowing down me and my partners so yeah that's good but of course since uh, i mean with the covid outbreak and everything uh, business yeah. uh, did, didn't, didn't go as planned of course mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, so i mean we are trying to to understand how to do the best we can yeah, in, the, in, this, in this kind of uh, in this kind of age let's say yeah most definitely yeah it is truly unlike anything we've ever seen before but glad to hear you're doing well uh, i think we're all just trying to get by right now and glad to hear you're you're doing your part on 
across the pond over in Italy. So to, uh, to start things off, we would love to get a fit check. What have you got on today? Oh, actually, I'm wearing a pair of, uh, I don't know, should I, I don't, I don't remember. Are you video recording it? I need to show you stuff. You don't have or to show us. This will just be for audio. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, okay. And um, I'm wearing a pair of uh, Nike Dunks. It's, nice. Uh, it's the low version. It's called the uh, IW. It's, uh, I mean, it's uh, they're the initials of the skater who made them, but mm-hmm. I don't remember the full name, to be honest. I shot where? I, IW, it's, uh, I mean, I'll just show you for your viewing pleasure. <laughs> because thank you ah uh, well, the the, uh, yeah so hey. the eyeshot wears he's uh he's a skater with nike sp yeah i didn't remember the, the full name they're sure. really nice they're kind of beaters nice. and uh yeah i have a lot of i'm better enough if i don't show you my room because it's uh it's a mess but <laughs> <laughs> and uh then i'm wearing a pair of uh celine denim wow nice white denim and then uh, I have uh, what do we have? I have uh, the hoodie that uh, it's of a friend of mine, who is also who's a creative. Uh, it's a, basically a graphic, a graphic designer and a creative director who, who works with uh, Y Tree, works oh, wow. with uh, yeah. some major, uh, uh, let's say, some major artists. Usually, the, it creates the merchandise for them. He did the he did the merch for the uh, latest um, uh, Metro Booming and uh, Twenty One Savage collaborative album of uh, wow. mm. Savage Mode Two. His name is uh, Erasmo. It's an Italian guy. It's a friend of mine. And uh, yeah, he has this brand of. Uh, it's basically it's a really artisanal brand. I mean, he doesn't make them to make money. Everything it's uh, like uh, garment dyed. It has weird, uh, like uh, prints. I don't know if you can tell. Whoa, that's pretty yeah, sick. The video, but uh, it's uh, it's like uh, how can I say? It's something like uh, prehistoric inspired graphics. I don't even <laughs> oh, know that's super cool. Yeah, but it's uh, really it's really stuff that uh, it puts its uh, passion uh, inside of it. But it's not for sale. Basically, it's just for. Uh, it's something project that just does for fun because it doesn't get any money in it. So oh, family nice. and friends uh, only type of thing. Very exclusive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not for uh, it's not for uh, to make money. It's not a business for him. It's just to it's it's like just uh, to um, let's say like a passion project. Have, yeah, yeah, passion project. Just to to for 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 his creative output on it because mm-hmm. of course uh, when you do especially my work also happens everything is need, needs to be tied to business mm-hmm. and uh, yeah definitely so and that's definitely links to some of the answers uh, some of the questions that you that you wrote me yeah so if you if you want to delve into them we can start off for sure before we do that we're, we're just going to go over our outfits real quick then we'll get right into the questions okay solly boy what you got on today uh, I'm in the, I just skied and half of my stuff is in the wash type beat fit. Um, so Athlete I have mode. a, um, oh God, a shirt for my friend's dad's baseball company called Perfect Pitch and Swing. That's and on the back sick. it says, work hard, enjoy baseball. Um, I won it in a bet with my friend. Um, they're great shirts. Like I, I wear them all the time to bed and I don't know, they're super comfortable. Nice. Um, 
I'm sure they cost about a dollar, but super, super exclusive. Probably can't find these in the resale market. Really rare. Um, and then I have got a pair of sweatpants for my girlfriend because all of my pants are in the wash. Um, Excellent. They are from her uh, sorority. Uh, she's in Kappa Alpha Theta. Um, and they are based off of like Cactus Plant Flea Market. Can you see this? Yo. That That's crazy. Thing? Yeah. Yeah, they, they ripped the designs. They, they I've seen up. a lot of the, or I saw a lot of those when I was a student. There was a lot of yeah. like Astro World with with like the sorority's name instead of Astro World. I didn't know that people were so tuned into like cactus plant is that just i know cactus plant i feel like is more much more low-key underground yeah underground (laughs) Uh, real underground sheet cactus yeah only only worn by pharrell every single day (laughs) so so underground (laughs) i mean i mean yeah that that that, that's definitely one of the points that we're gonna touch later on most definitely uh, you got any shoes on today so any no, shoes? I'm. No shoes. I've only got my my ski boots somewhere downstairs, but those are uh, staying downstairs. Gotcha. Well, my fit today. I'm next to me is a humongous pile of shoe boxes. I'm going through my collection right now and thinking about what I want to keep and what I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the feet today, we have not what else but the pod and stocks. My trusty pair of Birkenstocks. I actually took these to my local cobbler in an attempt to get them resold and unfortunately i found out that they are beyond repair Wait, um, the footbeds are like, cracked so i mean oh. i could i could replace the entire footbed and just keep like the faux leather that's on the top but at this point we'll just wear them into the ground they still have plenty of wear left but i just wanted to like do a little upkeep but they uh oh, they're gonna no. require Wait, so the repair the well the yeah i mean I could have them repaired by my local cobbler still, but the repair would cost as much as a new pair of Burks. Yeah, that's still sad that you put a lot of time into those. I have, but it's okay. Um, speaking of things I put a lot of time into, I have my Capital Salvage Denim oh. on from our very own Saul Thompson. I'm starting to get some sick fades on them. Um, <laughs> the belt, like the belt friction, the belt loop like around the jeans are turning like a really cool cyan color. So nice. that's exciting. Uh, I have a pair of socks with little mushrooms on them that were in a, a Christmas stocking last year, a couple of years ago. And then on top, I have a black Hanes Supreme tee and a capital fleece as well. So no cap. We're capped out on the pond today. Nice. But that's a fit check. Time to get right into our questions for Federico. Yay. Yay, indeed. To start I'm things ready. off... How has quarantine been over in Italy? I know, I know you guys were one of the first countries where things were getting scary back in like February, March, but uh, how have things been since then? What have the past couple of months looked like for you? Well, I mean, uh, yeah, we're one of the, the first uh, countries that uh, got into lockdown and everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, for the, the first part of the year, it worked because our, uh, all the cases went down uh, from, let's say, June uh, on. And then uh, I really don't know what happened and where, where we fucked up. <laughs> Which, because basically in uh, mid-September, like uh, a lot of people really began to get uh, the COVID again. 
Oh no. And, uh, and yeah, yeah, we're back at it again with all the hospitals full and uh, no oxygen for a COVID patients. And oh, geez. So, so some uh, basically they divided the, the um, let's say the um, every region of Italy right now has a different kind of uh, set of rules. Okay. Usually it's it's not something that usually happens because it's not like US US. We are not a federal state you know mm-hmm. yeah so for this case this time they basically every region is color coded there are yellow region red regions orange regions orange red uh, wait fuck orange <laughs> regions and um, basically in the red ones you can't go out it's full lockdown okay uh, yellow ones you can still go out but you, there is a curfew you need to stay home before uh, 10 p.m so i mean the stores are closed during weekend. I mean, it's all uh, everything is really slow, and uh, of course, uh, we don't know what will happen uh, before uh, Christmas, which is a key. Uh, let's say it's a key. There are key weeks for business, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, definitely. For, reta- for retailers and everything. So everything is uh, like right now. It's a big uh, question mark about that. But Most I mean, uh, we are not. Uh, we are not. Let's say me and my partners of my company are not uh, are not like uh, getting down by days and uh, we're still working uh, 100% uh, on every projects we are into so good glad to hear that trying to to keep up I'm glad to hear that you know hopefully those that continues for you because we we definitely don't want to see it go the other way I hope so thanks guys so Talking maybe a little bit more about Italy in general, what are or what is fashion and streetwear like as a whole? You know, I'm sure lockdown has changed things. Nobody's really going outside. But <laughs> what is the fashion scene like in Italy? Uh, well, the fashion scene is, uh, mm, I mean, we have uh, Milan, which is a big uh, fashion city mm-hmm. where you uh, where you get, uh, get a glimpse of, uh, I mean... Uh, people uh, wearing uh, really fashion forward stuff and everything in some circles still and uh, whereas also Rome and Naples also has some let's say people like that but majority are in Milan mm-hmm. and uh, and then you get uh, a lot of um, yeah a lot of street tour but uh, which is something that uh, developed in the last uh, let's say 10 years Okay. Okay. So all the all the sneaker culture and everything grew uh, grew a lot in the really in the past ten years. Before of that, it wasn't really it was really truly a niche in Italy. Before mm-hmm. that, uh, it, so it wasn't uh, like uh, I don't know UK or France or uh, US or Japan. Yeah. So it, it developed in the last ten years. Streetwear is uh, I mean uh, streetwear is really the communities are really sneaker-centered, as always. Okay, yeah. I, I feel like this is, has been really accentuated by the, the lockdown and the, the COVID and everything because uh, people is uh, are getting way less interested in clothing, mm-hmm. uh, whereas uh, for sneakers, there's always an appetite, you know, for shoes. Yeah. There are, but yes, I guess uh, I guess because that's I mean uh, it's the most important accessory you know for uh, for mm-hmm. people, and there's also the the thing that uh, I mean usually pops off the most in an outfit. But you're, you're, I guess you already know this. 
So everything is centered about around the, the shoes more. Ah, uh, yes. At least for men's, for women's, yeah. of course, there's also it's a, a whole different world. For what sure. kind of brands for like sneakers are popular in Italy? Is it like the same kind of Nike and Adidas? And then you get kind of some of the niche brands as, you know, whatever. Um, are there ones that like we may not have heard of in the U.S.? In Italy, there's a lot of uh, Nike, a lot of Adidas. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of people wearing also Saucony. I don't know if you know. Oh, right? really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's from Michigan, I guess, I think. Yeah, that's that's where I live. It's based out of my, my home state. And um, Socorny, New Balance. There's nice. It's a shoe the, that's uh, it's a brand that a lot of people wear. A, a lot more. It's more for casual guys and girls, I would say. Yeah. Not for the fashion forward. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, unless you know, there, there's there's Nikra Aficionado, there's the the Patta collab, the the Sale Bamburg Orange collab, whatever. Ah, uh, yeah. Usually it's a shoe for, uh, let's say, casual people. For sure. The MBs, and then uh, also a lot of people were uh, Golden Goose, which is an Italian okay. brand. Yep. I know if, if you if you know it. Yep. There's a lot of people wearing uh, those uh, fucking ugly platform Alexander McQueen shoes. <laughs> there, there's a really, a truly a lot of them. I, I, I still don't understand how they managed to push that uh, that match on the sneaker. And, uh, and then something else that you often see on the streets. And, boo, I guess I guess that's it, to be honest. Usually, lately you see some uh, Salomon and some more uh, hiking oh. stuff, you know. Nice. It's really, it's really a small, small percentage, to be honest. Yeah. Gotcha. Sounds pretty similar to what it's like over here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so moving down our list of questions, more specifically about you, uh, you've had a series of different adventures in the world of fashion, you know, you, you co-founded your own brand and you've co-founded a resale platform as well. Can you tell us a little bit about each of those? Yes. Uh, I'm partner of, uh, I'm one of the founders of uh, Barrow, which is, uh, it's basically, a, let's say it's a fashion brand, but uh, we started it like uh, we've been working on it for more than a year, but we, we launched basically after the, the first uh, wave of COVID, unfortunately, which is, was the worst time, but yeah. we, we bet everything on it. So it was the, the only time where we could launch. Mm-hmm. We launched so in May of this year. Mm-hmm. And it's basically, it's, uh, it's everything is made in Italy. It's nice. uh, really, we have, uh, we do full look, uh, full, uh, so we do jackets, uh, uh, sweatpants, uh, Trousers, nylon trousers, uh, socks, uh, uh, sweaters, so wood, wood sweaters, uh, nice. even uh, swimwear for women's. Uh, cool. And uh, as a product, uh, everything is made in Italy. It's uh, it's uh, really, um, how can I say, it's really flashy, to be honest, mm-hmm. because we wanted uh, to do something that will catch the eye. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, I mean... We all know that uh, the 
coolest stuff is uh, Capital, is Visvim, is, uh, uh, I don't know, let me get some other brand. It's, uh, how can I say, uh, Rough Simmons and whatever, but uh, with mm-hmm. the, by doing this kind of stuff, uh, you don't sell. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or either Ackerman. I'm fan of either Ackerman, but uh, either is the kind of brand that goes uh, at the end of season, you get 70% off sale, you know? Yeah, no one's buying that so, for retail. If I if I have to found a, a project, a brand, and something, it it, it needs to be something that uh, pays off uh, and that grants me to pay the bill at the end of the month. Yeah, definitely. So <laughs> to be honest, uh, to be honest, I'm not. I'm, as a person, I'm kind of uh, no bullshit, no poetry for this kind of stuff because uh, for the for the projects that I put my work into and uh, mm-hmm. that pay my. Um, my beats and uh, also the pay pays the people that uh, I work with because that's mm-hmm. important for me is uh, I, I truly want to be uh, um, projects that pay off and that have yeah. good sales and everything because otherwise if I have to work with people that uh, I need to pay a, a small uh, let's say the wage sorry gotcha yeah. Yeah, I was uh, I was telling you if uh, at, at the end of the month I need to pay people that will work with me and they need to pay their wages and they need to be happy with it and uh, the retailers I work with they need to be happy with them because the the, the, the product needs to sell out quickly yeah, sure. and don't don't eat uh, end of season sales you know so all of our projects are uh, are about uh, are about this so there's need to be good uh, good results you know definitely and uh, and borrow definitely hits uh, uh, checks everything out of this because it's a good quality product made uh, made in italy made uh, um, with uh, retail prices that are uh, kind of good you get a really good price uh, for uh, for quality ratio because That's you great. have uh, everything made in italy you get uh, uh, screen prints on the on the hoodies. You get uh, flock prints. You get uh, holographic prints, uh, mm-hmm. and a lot of stuff all together. So, and you get a hoodie for basically one hundred and fifty euro, which uh, basically it's the same quality of an off white hoodie, wow. which is made in Portugal in not in Italy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm kind of happy with uh, this project because everything is uh, working fine, mm-hmm. and it's really, I mean, it's really made uh, for. Uh, to be, uh, how can I say, uh, sustainable, but not yeah. in the like, the usual way we say sustainability. So greenwashing and all this stuff, you know. That's but great. it's sustainable because it pays off uh, the wages of the people I work with. It pays <laughs> off. Uh, it has good results with the retailers, and the retailers are happy with it. Mm-hmm. So I mean, everything needs to to be working uh, well, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. So Nothing that's, wrong uh, with that's, getting a bag. That's uh, I mean, yeah, exactly. It's not the. Uh, I mean, uh, people needs to be to be happy with the product, and the people that work with the, for the brand needs to be happy with it. So that's really important for us. Definitely. And uh, and for the the other the other project, which is archived, it's uh, it's a consignment uh, uh, store web store in Italy, and soon we will have uh, as soon as the COVID uh, wave, let's say, dies down. I hope so. We'll also have a retail location. Oh, wow. And uh, yeah, it's all consignment. You basically bring uh, your your stuff. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, which needs to be kind in a kind of good condition. Usually, you don't have to have a splatter of uh, I don't know of uh, fettuccine Alfredo on it or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it needs to be in good condition. You you give us uh, you give it to us. We can offer you a pay. Uh, let's say a buy now price if if you want to sell. Otherwise, mm-hmm. we give it you give it to us in consignment, and when the item is sold, you, we 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 get a percentage, which which is twenty uh, percent. And uh, with all the selling, all the shipping, everything we do it yeah. uh, by ourselves. So oh, that's you pretty don't good. Need to do you don't need to do anything. We also do the let's say the authenticity check of the, of the garments. Of course. Very nice. And Very uh, nice. we wanted to develop this project because we, we found out that uh, in Italy really a small percentage of people knows uh, like Grailed and all these kind of mm-hmm. websites, which are more for really, how can I say, people inside these kind of things, uh, mm-hmm. you know, more of a fashion nerds. Or, but I mean, the, the kid uh, buying maybe the, I don't know, uh, the Palm Angels sweatpants, let's say, or the track ones mm-hmm. of Palm Angel or the white hoodie, and when they want to sell them to buy something else, probably they don't even know Grailed or how to use Grailed or a Vestia Collective or all mm-hmm. this kind of, kind of website. So we, we, our target is to get those people to bring the, their stuff to sell for, to us. For mm-hmm. to us. That makes sense. And it's yeah. kind of, uh, we, we launched it uh, last month. So it's kind of fresh, but uh, it's uh, it's going good for yes. now. So we're happy with it. And also being a digital uh, project, uh, it's uh, I mean we hope to find some uh, investors soon, maybe in the next month, since uh, we are doing good numbers. So yeah. and we I as I, uh, as I know it's easier to to get uh, investors and uh, good uh, hit good targets with digital projects than uh, I don't know brands or or more uh, or brick and mortar stores, this kind of mm-hmm. other fashion uh, businesses. Well, it's really exciting. I mean, you've got, it sounds like you're a pretty busy guy. You've got your, yeah. your yeah. feet in a lot of different, different Yeah, pools, and also but, al- uh, along, with, along with that, they also trying to keep up with the uh, YouTube channel where I do unboxing, speak mm-hmm. about designer histories or uh, of, of the fashion news or latest releases. And also keep up with my Instagram to, to try to do as much as good content as possible. So mm-hmm. definitely, yeah, you've got a pretty uh, good to, social media presence. Uh, oh, thank you, guys. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm try. I'll try to. I'm trying to keep up uh, with everything right now. For sure. Also, to, with I delved. Uh, I'm trying to post as much much more content uh, this uh, past month on uh, TikTok because I'm really fascinated with the platform. And I feel it's it has good potential with uh, with fashion related uh, content. Yeah. For so sure. I'm trying to post. Uh, to be honest, uh, I I'm a, I'm uh, it's weird to say because uh, I don't know. I guess I would I wouldn't have had uh, to say this, but I'm enjoying much more putting out videos on TikTok than uh, on YouTube, which is something that uh, I mean um, I've been on YouTube for. Uh, three years right now three and a half years okay mm-hmm. so yeah but usually this uh this past months i've been enjoying much more uh, tiktok as a platform even if it's so cringeworthy you know for some, some kind of stuff <laughs> but i really been enjoying it 
and also me enjoy the the kind of content I post there more than uh, YouTube because I feel like for fashion uh, related content YouTube is it's much more difficult especially for the Italian uh, viewers because I mean a YouTube video usually needs to be to be you know 10 minutes mark something like that and it's I really fail maybe it's me or maybe maybe not I really failed to let's say lately to do uh, something that really uh, I don't know I, I don't find it interesting what I do anymore YouTube yeah. you know yeah at least for myself then people that uh, uh, my viewers my subscribers find it interesting but for myself uh, every time I record a new video I'm just uh, oof, what uh, I don't know it's it's kind of becoming uh, right like uh, uh, I don't know it's like a hustle more than uh, yeah. I don't I don't I don't find in it the fun uh, I don't find the fun of doing it anymore. Yeah. But I've seen yeah. uh, many other fashion YouTubers uh, that also had this kind of uh, I guess epiphany because uh, I mean people that I followed for a lot of time like uh, Magnus you know Magnus mm-hmm. Ronin stopped yeah. uh, doing YouTube videos like two year one and a half year ago I guess something like yep. that yeah he just kind of and also quit. and also Sanjeev. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that stopped doing videos for more than uh, one year. It's only lately get got back to use YouTube channel that and he also releases uh, released his uh, clothing uh, uh, brand. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, I mean, it's uh, after a bit. Uh, as I told you, I've been doing it for three years and more, three and a half years. It gets kind of stale. So yeah. definitely, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to be more creative and everything. Uh, with uh, TikTok videos, uh, which is also, I find it as a good medium because uh, I can tell like more, um, how can I say, trivia, trivia stuff. For sure. In the one minute videos for uh, Italian viewers that maybe are not like uh, people that are so into fashion like us, but uh, I do videos like, uh, I don't know, Chrome Mars. I tell people what is Chrome Mars in five in five bits of news like who is the founder when was founded uh, why a chromars denim is uh, sold for six thousand dollars uh, <laughs> why why they don't have a web store so yeah I try to do this kind of uh, bits of news and of trivia about brands and the people have been really enjoying them that's really mm-hmm. cool that's awesome and uh, yeah that's it I don't know yeah. if I talk too much, guys, but I guess that... No, uh, no we appreciate that. <laughs> the more, the better for us. We always yeah. appreciate well, uh, well thought out answers. Um, but moving down our list of questions, uh, in an interview with High Fashion Talk, you brought up that you don't think streetwear is dead. Uh, what would you say is the, like, the changing nature of streetwear as we see focus shifting away from certain brands? Okay. Well, um, I feel like that, uh, I mean, street training isn't that because uh, since I have a lot of following, whenever I put the, I, I don't know, put the, on the Instagram stories, ask question stickers, you know, mm-hmm. where people uh, write their questions and whatever, I, I see what uh, people want. Mm-hmm. I see what people want to spend their money in with for and uh, i mean it's always street for stuff I, it's like people asking me 
I have a, uh, for me, as a, in my wardrobe, I have a good uh, collection because some years ago, like five, six years ago, I was basically wearing only Eddie Sliman stuff, Saint Laurent. Okay. And uh, lately with Celine, I've been buying some more beats. Like, uh, I don't know if I have it. Yeah, I can show you right now. You will see it, but uh, our podcast listener won't. But <laughs> these are Celine boots, you know? Wow, mm-hmm. those are really nice. And uh, and they also have their uh, their chains, which is removable with the harness. Oh, very so, cool! By this man, but I mean, people asking me um, uh, questions or info regarding this kind of stuff, it's like the one percent compared to the people asking me about this stuff you know yeah <laughs> yeah oh street so, like streetwear is definitely still ruling the uh the instagram I mean, people want the off-white for nike sneakers they don't want this lean boots uh, i mean because people so want to be comfy in their clothing uh, and uh mm-hmm. i mean it's uh it's kind of a lifestyle you know for sure and, yeah. and and that's also what uh, streetwear I think originated some in the eighties, you know, because it was what basically an evolution of workwear. Yeah, definitely. And that's why some uh, workwear brands are so are so um, are basically the roots of streetwear. I mean, stuff like mm-hmm. uh, Carhartt, uh, Dickies, uh, uh, to name a few. Definitely. And, uh, so. I mean, people don't want to wear a, a blazer to work. They want to wear a hoodie. There's a, there's a, and there's no sign of, of this dying down. For basically one half a year up to now, um, you may have noticed all these uh, fashion magazines. I mean, not fashion. Yeah, fashion and also, also streetwear magazine because stuff like... Uh, I don't know, High Beast or High Snowbody, this kind of uh, media outlets, mm-hmm. they're basically streetwear magazine. But you have may, you might have noticed that in the last uh, one year and a half, they always uh, put out some, uh, uh, how can I say, articles and wrote stuff like, uh, is streetwear dying? Mm-hmm. The, yeah, we see that all the time. Runways, uh, yeah, fashion runways uh, in Paris and Milan and Tokyo. Our, uh, our, uh, our um, let's say, our all the looks are with the blazer and suit. Yeah, but I mean, no one is buying this stuff. I uh, I work with uh, a friend of mine works uh, in the um, works for caring, and especially for Balenciaga. Oh wow! And uh, he he has um, uh, for for merchandise, and uh, uh, for every collection like uh, of Balenciaga of uh, Gadema you see on the runway like uh, at least uh, I don't know 20 looks uh, out of uh, 50 which are made of uh, coats of mm-hmm. uh, blazers of suiting and then he told me that basically for every season uh, the items they produce of uh, I don't know men's blazers are something the, in the in the three digits oh wow like they produce very low, yeah. So I mean, that makes for, sense. for for a worldwide market of Balenciaga, three digits for blazers, mm-hmm. like six hundred blazers that needs to be sold all around the world. 
Whereas Balenciaga hoodies is something they churn out of factories like uh, I don't know ten thousand every for every season. Yeah. So because I mean people don't want to to wear the stuff anymore. It feels uh, uh, it feels too obsolete for for many men. But even for my father mm-hmm. that uh, he's uh, sixty five years old. I mean, uh, it's it doesn't go around wearing a blazer. <laughs> uh, so. Definitely, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Street kind of... definitely isn't isn't dead. And about the brands that uh, uh, the the focus for the brands, I feel like uh, we are trying to we're still uh, in a phase where um, there's a huge uh, uh, let's say bias, I guess, or a weird perception mm-hmm. regarding some brands in certain circles. But I feel like uh, this is gonna change soon because, uh, yeah, brands like uh, uh, Balenciaga and uh, and uh, Vetmon or uh, some stuff that uh, tried to in the past years to get inside the uh, streetwear and uh, and everything with their looks, with the big hoodies and whatever. They're uh, they're trying. They're still. They're kind of becoming boring, mm-hmm. and uh, that's why so many people at this point. Uh, maybe you you saw. Uh, I I wasn't one of them to be honest, but uh, there were people that uh, three years ago was wearing uh, Vetements uh, metal log hoodies. Now they are with uh, yeah capital fleece and uh, <laughs> and uh, visvim uh, visvim mules. Uh, I'm not where I'm not telling, and I mean it's not uh, about you. <laughs> no, that's hilarious. <laughs> but uh, it, it's that, yeah. It's, yeah, it is. It's it really is happening, is. right? It really is. You know? Yeah, it's just kind of the natural progression of how tastes change, and it doesn't mean everybody's going to switch over, but it does like progress throughout. Yeah, yeah. Throughout well, to be, if I have to be completely honest, I would still be wearing only Sliman stuff. Because uh, I really like the concept of the uniform in fashion, mm-hmm. and the fact that uh, you, in the past when I was only when I was only wearing Saint Laurent stuff, or I mean even other brands that was the look. Uh, I also had some number nine more rock and roll stuff at the time. You always uh, up, uh, every morning I basically opened the doors of my of my closet and. Uh, by a glimpse of uh, I could like say I will I could make an outfit that will go school for sure whereas uh, with the streetwear and the mixing brands uh, in the morning I'm like oh why I need to do this I don't want to do this you know <laughs> that definitely makes sense because I uh, mix certain brands with other brands uh, I mean in the end it's the same uh, it's the same reason you have uh, Mark Zuckerberg and Bill Gates and uh, and uh, RIP to also Steve Jobs wearing uh, all the same outfit every day, you know? Mm-hmm. It's less yeah. time to, to think about it. Because, because it's true, it saves time. So it's, it's something <laughs> that's really useless. And then when sure. I was wearing all this other stuff, it was, uh, yeah, I wear uh, this skinny jean or this flare jean, the Wyatt or the Santiago boot. And uh, the the coat on top and the teddy with the uh, striped sweater underneath and that that was done. Whereas now it's uh, you have uh, you have the 
the, the capital bandana shirt and you have uh, the the villon leather pant uh, you know that needs to be mixed with the with the lv trainer or the dunk or whatever and don't mix this and that it's so thing, much yes guys <laughs> but uh, I, i need all this stuff to keep uh, everything uh, to keep the engine working on the, for sure on youtube on instagram on the on working with some brands so at the moment i can stop so yeah. that's like uh, it's a double-edged sword in my opinion <laughs> most definitely so as somebody who started multiple things kind of from the ground up what advice would you give to somebody looking to start their own brand or or company in the realm of fashion or streetwear or you know clothing in general start your own brand uh, and uh, find an investor find someone uh, with money because <laughs> that's the only it's the only way to be honest in barrow for instance i'm one of the partners Mm-hmm. I'm one of the founders. I'm not the only, I'm not the guy who put money on it, and I don't. I can tell you, I don't own a majority stake mm-hmm. because uh, the the production company. The, sorry, production is not the right word for it. Uh, the manufacturing company put out the majority of money on it, and mm-hmm. it was a lot of uh, a lot of money. But because to have a project that. Uh, it's working in a, as I was telling you before, a sustainable way. And it's not the, uh, I don't know, the Shopify brand. Uh, to make something like this, that it's uh, it's sold, it's uh, it's distribu- distributed on a wholesale network and in these, it's in retailers. You need to have a lot of money to invest. It's, it's the only way to be yeah, honest. For sure. I mean, you have, uh, I mean, I have some... Uh, Let's say, for instance, you have uh, some brands that you can you can see all the time on uh, on uh, on Instagram, which are also brands that are uh, really maybe positioned really really high. Like I don't know, ready-made. Take for instance, ready-made. Mm-hmm. But uh, a brand like like ready-made. Uh, which definitely had some investor behind some investors behind that, that put much money in it but uh, how much uh, revenue will make in a year with so many so many garments they put out they produce and the, with those prices how much they might make 2 million dollars it's like fucking peanuts <laughs> <laughs> But that's that's not only I have uh, I work I know people working in Alex, a brand like Alex, have, has a, for every every year has a revenue of like uh, twelve millions of euros, which is it's peanuts. You have uh, it's uh, with all the marketing costs they have, all these expenses, the production in Italy, the manufacturing in Italy. It's uh, it's truly peanuts. If you compare these to, I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't want to speak about fast fashion, but uh, let me tell, let me have a brand like uh, Amiri. Amiri is a brand that uh, every year has a revenue of about uh, at this point of about eighty million dollars. Wow, a lot of dudes. And that's why. <laughs> yeah, and that's uh, the, why they also had the chance to open, I think, uh, in Orodeo. Mm-hmm. in LA uh, a flagship 
because they have good revenues, but it's basically because it's basically, uh, I mean, stuff you find of on uh, on uh, ASOS and Zara, but with uh, let's say higher materials. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my Camilla, the really genius idea of taking the whole uh, rock and roll Eddie uh, Slimane look, uh, but make it a bit more wearable for rappers and NBA players and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. So people with uh, money, but a bit less taste, and it worked. <coughs> but that's because it's a commercial product, you know. Mm-hmm. It is. It's not. Uh, it's not Alex. It's not uh, Echo Wall. Who the fuck buys a gold wall? I still don't understand that, <laughs> to be honest. Who buys AC- ACW? I mean, in Italy, you have all the boutiques and the retailers carrying all the brands, and it's AC Echo Wall. It's one of the brands that you always find at the end of season sale for seventy percent off. Mm-hmm. But also Alex, same thing for this, because they are not brands that uh, I mean, uh, they are not commercial. They don't. If they are hard to they have a high positioning, but uh, it's uh, it's hard to to make good stream of revenues from them. And, uh, and yeah, so that's one of other uh, uh, advice I, give, I can give out is some to make something that it's profitable because it's in the end, fashion uh, is a business. Yeah, it's true. And uh, I mean, uh, if you if a, if a guy or a girl wants to if wants to do poetry or art, uh, go be an artist heart but in the end fashion is a business i mean uh, uh it on lvmh it's not a profit com- profit uh, no profit company you know it's it's not a charity company but uh, any fashion company is a business you know yeah. at this point even uh, i mean art is a business you know it's mm-hmm. uh, yep. it's true uh, so my my advice is to make something that is profitable and uh, I mean that uh, makes bank because uh, in the end uh, fashion is a business. I'm not telling you people to do, I mean, whack stuff like uh, what was the name of that guy in uh, with the rough Simmons bomber that wasn't him. Uh, Kenny Jima, our boy. Yeah, <laughs> that guy's the worst man. Killer Cam. <laughs> gotta love uh, him don't do that but dude you know. he's so cool <laughs> he owned he owned he owned a majority stake in the bomber <laughs> he did so yeah so oh my yeah my, my advice is not to scam people to make money <laughs> but uh, i mean to make uh build some uh really good uh, working business that can be uh escalated mm. with the investments and everything so i mean you can make uh, your living off of it Definitely. What I'm hearing is that I need to scam more people with uh, please, please pants. I need yeah. to scam like 13 year olds. Some more fake isimiyaki. <laughs> yeah, that was a cold laundry. So, Federico, in in your fashion career, do you have any inspiration? Uh, like various inspirations, it could be like nature, film, other designers, anything like that, uh, in the way that you you run your business or in the way that you dress. Well, for sure, uh, Kanye West has always been one of my fashion inspirations. For sure. Especially since I was young, I've always been um, participating in discussion on some forums. Like there was a, a forum called uh, 
Kanye too there. I don't know if you know. Oh gosh, yeah. that's a that's a legendary one. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I always uh, brought there. It was also like the one of the the, the original poster of the Saloran thread on the fashion forum of the Kanye to the uh, fashion section. So Kanye has always been one of the my main driver for fashions. For sure. And uh, a lot of brands uh, I. I discovered them through to Kanye, uh, nice. wearing them, yeah. and uh, I mean stuff like uh, either all, all these kind of brands, and uh, and also one of my other inspirations uh, uh, are definitely like uh, 80s movies like uh, Ridley Scott, uh, Blade Runner. Oh, nice! Kind of that that aesthetic and also. Uh, similar aesthetic that I we also find on some of my favorite uh, animes or mangas like uh, Akira um, this kind mm. of stuff you know very nice and uh, so these are definitely one of the uh, some of the things I like the most and one of some of my inspirations but uh, I mean it doesn't really translate uh, uh, in a let's say in a kind of uh, let's uh, incorporate this kind of aesthetic in my outfits you know mm-hmm. but it's more of a inspiration for for work uh, for uh, how to how to research mood boards and how to make mood boards for collections or for brand consultancies all this kind of stuff so definitely yeah, that's one of the main uh, uh let's say inspiration so definitely some uh 80s and early 90s uh, cinema and movies and uh, yeah artists uh... nice so talking a little bit about fashion and high fashion as well like you mentioned either and saint laurent uh, do you think streetwear's like increasing popularity will lead to it being bigger in like the the history of fashion than quote unquote like high fashion brands? So, um. Can, can you rephrase it, it again? Because uh, sure. I, I don't understand really well how to answer it. So with how yeah. with how popular streetwear is now, uh, do you mm-hmm. think it will eventually become like historically bigger than high fashion houses from back in the day? Like the, the historical fashion, do you think streetwear will overtake that? Well, actually, I, I doubt that because uh, it's... Uh, uh, it's more of a price and positioning uh, thing and also uh, some kind of everything. majority of fashion houses uh, mm-hmm. are more uh, um, the relevancy is through especially for the biggest players are, are, are rooted, the relevancy is rooted in uh, women's wear and also their business, this business, their business revenues are rooted in uh, accessories like bags, mm-hmm. uh, like uh, I don't know Louis Vuitton, 
for Louis Vuitton, uh, even after Virgil uh, began to be creative director two, two years ago, I mean, menswear is like 20% of the revenues. Oh, wow. So, I mean, I feel like uh, even, uh, I mean, street tour will be still will be still be the most relevant stuff in the long run but uh, it won't uh, uh, it won't be uh, let's say uh, like it won't undermine the relevancy of uh, the the maisons the french maisons all this kind of stuff definitely and, yeah that makes sense um, so i think that uh, yeah they would be they will they will still be really relevant uh, i mean be like uh, you know to see plus uh, whatever not so that's also why big brands like uh, uh, i don't know white recoins uh, for the last collab of to see t-shirt you might have uh, collab with them but uh, they won't overtake the the big fashion houses because it's more of a economic and the business uh, revenues kind of thing. Definitely. Huh. Definitely makes sense. So, sorry. Um, do you, I guess, travel a lot? You know, your Instagram is is full of different places that you've been to and and things like that. Are there places that you'd like to go to um, that you haven't been yet? Man, uh, I will definitely want to visit uh, uh, Singapore. Oh, nice. And uh, Hong Kong. I've never been to, to those. And also, I would like to visit uh, um, uh, uh, Cuba. Oh, wow. Not, not, not for fashion, but I guess for for cigars and uh, this kind of stuff <laughs> uh, and also because it's something like it's a place that uh, i guess it's basically stuck in time mm-hmm. as a country you know with castro and everything that happened there and um, and also i would like to to visit uh, 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 el cairo in Egypt, okay. because I, I've never been in Egypt, even if, uh, I mean, Italy is quite uh, nearby to that. It's, I think, two hours of uh, of uh, plane, but I've never been there, I guess, because uh, in the latest years, that's when I, I grew up and had the chance to travel by myself and everything. You mm-hmm. you had all this, uh, all the Arabic Spring in there, let's say, let's yeah. call it that way. So. It wasn't the safest country to visit. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Egypt. And also I would like to go to Moscow or San Petersburg. Mm. Nice. Petersburg. And I've never been in Russia, so I would like to visit that too. I feel like this will be my to-do list of uh, my bucket <laughs> list of uh, countries that I still need to visit. And uh, nice. I, hope, I hope to get back soon to, to Tokyo and Seoul. Because uh, I, I've been to both, and I definitely want to get back again. Nice, it's a very good nice. list. <laughs> yeah, very good list. Um, so we uh, we've heard a little bit about your brand itself. Uh, when can we expect to see your stuff on the runways in Milan Fashion Week uh, next well, year? That well, 
uh, <laughs> I, I don't want to jinx it, but uh, to be honest, uh, I feel like uh, I don't deserve high. Um, Our brand uh, bar doesn't deserve a spot like the runway show because uh, I feel like uh, runway shows are for uh, something uh, big and something that does stuff really well. I mean, if I heard the uh, people saying runway show, I, I think of a Saint Laurent show, of a Louis Vuitton show, of a Alexander McQueen show, you know? The, For sure. When he was still alive, this kind of stuff. So truly a show, uh, I will be, it will be just too much uh, to, to have a show about a brand uh, that, uh, that uh, young, and that's more because uh, I mean, it's a show uh, that can be, be, let's say, named as one, mm-hmm. can be kind of called as a runway show. Whereas, uh, I, I mean, uh, when I see fashion shows like, uh, I don't know, film uh, designers, so like Kiko. Mm-hmm. Costalino fashion show. I mean, yeah, it's it's a presentation. It's uh, models uh, running on a on a carpet. So yeah, okay. I mean, uh, I prefer to see stuff on a lookbook instead of that. To be honest, <laughs> so I feel like if one doesn't have a, a, a truly, uh, let's say, truly big budget to do stuff uh, really like an exciting and a shocking way mm-hmm. uh, that can inspire all to the people and making people say really truly saying wow I feel like uh, I wouldn't deserve this spot on our own way very humble very humble so moving right also down because I feel like one should have uh, no, let me add one last thing to this. Yes, I feel like sure. for runway yeah. show, you truly need to have a, you truly need to have lots of uh, garments to show. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. definitely. Uh, last year, uh, it, no, it wasn't last year. It was uh, this uh, this January in Paris. I went to uh, e- e- EF Bravado, EV Bravado runway show. You know the guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That uh, I mean, recently they changed. He changed again. Is uh, is the name of his brand? I don't know why. If I was clueless, to be honest about that. <laughs> he, now it's called. First it was called Evie Bravado, then Murder Bravado. Now it's uh, who decides war. But anyway, I th- uh, they told me that uh, his investors are Jerry Lorenzo and Virgil Abloh. And, uh, that explains it. But uh, he made a runway show. But there there were like uh, fifteen looks. It was a, it was like uh, I mean only fifteen looks. It went, uh, it really, it was really like um, diminishing. You know, it was mm-hmm. better to show this kind of stuff only in a lookbook instead of doing a runway show with only fifteen looks and some uh, garments yeah. that was were repeated through the looks of the models. So I feel like to do a runway show, you really need to have a lot of garments, a lot of accessories, your own shoes to for the models to wear. I mean, it's kind mm-hmm. of, uh, it's a lot of stuff. So 
one truly needs to be prepared and truly have uh, needs to have uh, many seasons before doing something like that. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, makes sense. So Federico, what are some Italian-made brands or Italian design brands that you enjoy? Uh, I really like for, uh, let's say, uh, for uh, shoes, I really like uh, Roa. Do you know Roa? Oh, yeah. They make mm-hmm. great stuff. I have some boots, which are great. Uh, there's some with uh, uh, in collab with Alex with Piton Skin. Are you oh, liking? yeah. Those are really nice. And uh, I also like... Uh, um, uh, CP company and Stone Island, mm-hmm. which are both from the same uh, founder, you know, uh, Massimosti, mm-hmm. and uh, they make great stuff. A lot of uh, effort to when go into the the research and development. And so the R and D of materials and fabrics, which is something that fashion brands don't really do, because I mean they're more mm-hmm. of a technical companies, you know, and True. really respect those. They're both Italian. And also I really like uh, Bottega Veneta for the nice. more uh, fashion stuff. Yeah. I have uh, some of their boots, the first uh, release of the Chelsea. Yeah. And uh, yeah, also their stuff, their blazers <laughs> and their bags are really cool. But I mean, they're really, they're really not my style, the other stuff. But I, mm-hmm. do, I do really like them. I feel like uh, Daniel Lee, it's really making... Uh, uh, great work and other Italian brands that I like there's a there's a brand called uh, um, what was his name I can't remember it now uh, there's a streeter brand but it's called uh, Riven which is Italian it's an Italian guy you know and it, it really makes cool stuff it's streetwear stuff but uh, for low prices uh, and uh, it makes some really cool stuff. Nice. So I have, uh, I have, uh, I have uh, one of these trousers right here. I'll show you. Cool. Makes, uh, you know, cargo oh, nice. pants. Oh, those are like sick. That. Yeah, I love those pockets. Lint, uh, sorry, they're a bit dirty. There's all the lint, <laughs> but I mean, you, know, so you see how many pockets on the leg. Oh, There's wow. its logo here with the 3D. Printed oh, cool! With the with the rubber, so oh, wow. yeah, it also all, all, all these pockets. Uh, this is uh, it's, uh, it's there's all the fuck. Well, whatever you're seeing in them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it it makes some cool stuff. Yeah, those look really and, nice. Uh, oh, I can show you. Yeah, for Italian brands, that's what uh, I like the most. Then here I have uh, some uh, other stuff. Uh, I might uh, show you. Jeez. Oh, some of uh, my COVID, the more COVID pieces. These are the two jackets of Nigo for uh, Louis Vuitton. Damn. Wow. The teddy, the pink teddy. Wow, of, the pink uh, teddy. Saint Laurent. The Celine. Uh, yep. Wow. It's like their version of the teddy. Everything by Eddie. The, these are from Japan. This is the. You know, the Visvim bandana jacket. Mm-hmm. Holy moly. Good God. You don't see this every day. <laughs> no, you no, certainly you don't. definitely don't. And then here I have uh, 
Celine Leather Biker. Oh my god. This has the this metal chain stitch here. Wow. It has, the, it has the zippers from the sleeves. You can turn it into a vest, a leather oh vest. And uh, another, crazy. another Celine uh, biker jacket. Holy oh cow. With all the pi- piping. Oh. And, That's uh, crazy. Oh, this, this is cool. This is very rare. I've I, I never seen anyone wear it. It's a... Uh, it's oh, that's cool. Short sleeve, short, short sleeve shirt by Louis V, with all these dices, you know. Mm-hmm. That's incredible, actually. Yeah, I really the like monogram, that design. It's made, it's made, it's made of silk, and I think wow. it's like uh, usually the LV stuff. It's really loud in your face with the monogram, but this is a, it's really understated with the, with the you know the LV. That's really nice. Dices. It's, uh, it's really cool. That's awesome. Holy yeah, and, uh, Are these all quarantine fresh. pickups? No, no. <laughs> There's just some. I also have this one. You know, you need to guess the brand. Ah, uh, I think oh, I know which go. one that is. That's some <laughs> some capital right there. That's really nice. Yes. Oh my uh, god! This is the the borrow stitch. You know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Borrow. Casual. It's, it's it's really cool because it's it's all tattered on the outside, but mm-hmm. the inside it's all printed silk in the lining. Wow. Mm. So you know, beautiful, couchy. beautiful. You know, you know this shit, guys. Oh yes, of course. <laughs> Everyone has these. <laughs> yeah, I was just, uh, I'm, you know, I'm not at my house right now, but my my thirty thousand piece collection of uh. Wow! Look at those boots. Oh those are God. amazing. I have a snake in my boots, like uh, <laughs> from from Toy Story. Yeah, this is the like, this is like the weekly, weekly rotation. Wow, oh off white Chicago's crazy. Travis Wands. Travis Wands. Also, these oh I, I really wear them a lot. It's the Yeezy boots. Yeah. I see, like it's season five. Yeah. Wow, those are really nice too. And Very also, what the, what the fuck was Also, this is also from Celine. Jeez. Oh my God. Quite a collection. Yeah, I mean. I have too much stuff, actually, to be honest. Yeah, I'm trying to. Yeah, I mean, I'm if you ever, if you ever stuff. just want to give some away, if you want, you know, like a <laughs> like a fun place to just give your your stuff to, I have a, a charity. It's called my PO box that so you could shoot that over to. <laughs> Look at this shit. I mean, I don't even wear stuff like that. Like oh my God. <laughs> Those are crazy. <laughs> Those are Good insane. God. Chewbacca Adidas high tops, um, and then I saw some uh, some borrow stuff at the end of your uh, of your clothing yeah, rack as well. Yeah, of the rack, yeah. Also, Very nice. Cool. I never seen anyone with it. Ah, uh, I remember that from a couple years oh ago. God, that was yeah. the uh, that was the teaser piece for that season. They yes. they uploaded a picture I, of that to their Instagram. I feel like uh, I don't know if you know, but this is the it's basically a bootleg log of the Alfa Romeo cars i remember reading that um there's a there's an instagram account called supreme copies that i believe was talking about yeah yeah that is quite a collection to all of the listeners at home uh federico just took us through basically a museum of clothing uh in in his closet that is very very impressive and also also recently they sent me these i don't know if you know the brand pangaya i don't know if i do no 
it's basically it's uh, it really went uh, onto the spotlight lately because okay. it's a 100% sustainable brand and when i say oh. that it's really sustainable with uh, all organic and recycled cotton wow. you might look look it up on uh, on instagram it's called uh, pangaya p a n g a i a yeah and uh, it's all uh, sustainable they sent me some uh, garments to review and to sponsor and basically it's a brand the, the funny thing it's a sustainable brand but the founder and the owner it's a russian uh, uh women entre- entrepreneur but uh, her uh, husband it's a russian uh, o- oligarch oil uh, oh oil wow tycoon. <laughs> oh my gosh that's so uh, not very sustainable really... yeah i mean it's just uh, this it's to tell you that uh, every big project has some big founding uh, yeah. uh, at, at the behind, you know? Yeah. And uh, if you search the brand, it, it has already like, uh, I, it's weird that you didn't hear of it. It's, it has already yeah, had I'm like surprised six, uh, six, uh, 600k followers. Wow. Oh, and the first, and the first collab, yeah. And the first collab they did was a t-shirt released like every t-shirt you buy we donate uh, we plant uh, 50 trees something like that oh cool and that that t-shirt the first collab they did was a t-shirt in collaboration with uh, with uh, murakami oh wow. oh okay and my guess is that uh, if you collab with murakami you need to put at least uh, i don't know one uh 200k on on his plate yeah <laughs> yeah I, I, I mean as well considering Definitely. he's like broke right now yeah he spent all of his money financing his movie <laughs> that it's that's never gonna release yeah yeah i feel like the guy is not that good at managing his money no. <laughs> get murakami for the low uh, i feel like he needs a financial advisor to be honest. <laughs> wow that is that is quite the collection my friend very yeah, very tastefully picked too like a lot of really really good pieces yeah thank you you're welcome so judging you know from your instagram you're not only a fan of fashion but you're a fan of cars um do you have like a dream car that you you know you, you want to pick up or that you want to drive or just like be in um that you haven't already well um let me say if I might if I need to pick uh, two like dream cars options mm-hmm. one would should would be uh, uh or Porsche Carrera GT nice which was released if I'm not wrong in two ties 2008 if I remember if I recall correctly let me check and uh Another one will should be uh, no 2005 yeah come more or less and another one will be a, a truly a piece of uh, car, Italian car making history which is the Lancia Lancia Stratos mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever seen it it's uh, I mean it's uh, something from uh, from the, the 1975 yeah it's a classic. It's a really, I mean, it's a, let's say he did, he, he really have had a, a, a really avant-garde design for the time. Mm-hmm. And it's so, it was also used in the in competition of, 
rally cups, you know, mm-hmm. and it won a lot of uh, a lot of uh, trophies, and it's uh, it's truly a classic. I mean, one goes for like uh, 400k. Oh wow! Euros. I mean, it's not something you can buy. It costs <laughs> more than it costs more than a Ferrari. So, for an extra and, 100k, uh, you could get a Murakami collab with it, though. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that or a Lancia Stratos, and uh, another buy, another, a car I would, I truly would like to buy, but I mean, uh, it's I'm not still in that league at the moment. Would be like a, a Tesla Model S for mm-hmm. sure. Really, I really would like, because I'd like to have a, a an electric car, mm-hmm. but uh, I mean. Let's see how it ends uh, this year in a in our financial uh, in our financial revenue before doing this kind of uh, expense, you know. Definitely. Because you can buy you can buy LV jackets and you can sell it uh, on Grail the, the day after, or on my archived platform. But with the cars, it's a bit more difficult to yes, it <laughs> to is make the, to make that kind of flip. So. It needs to be evaluated well before doing that kind of that kind of purchase. You know? Definitely. Um, uh, one quick question on the topic of cars: Are you Team Ferrari or Team Lamborghini? Ooh, I'm not the kind of team uh, stuff, you know. Yeah, little little uh, both. I mean, I mean, if if I if we would buy one, I would buy a Ferrari because uh, they're. Uh, I feel like they're way more exclusive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you uh, see, I don't know, but the, you see way I mean, less, uh, I feel like F- Ferraris are like uh, the dealerships are really. I mean, they're kind of uh, hassles because they, when you get to buy one, they re- review what you do, what you. Yeah, what kind of stuff uh, you do in your life and whatever, mm-hmm. and they evaluate if you are worthy of buying one. Yeah, they... I, I don't know if you if you saw the what happened with uh, Philip Plain. That's what I was just gonna bring up. They told him <laughs> yeah. to stop posting pictures of it. <laughs> so they 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 really cherry picking their clients. Mm-hmm. I feel like uh, uh, Ferrari. It's really hard to. It's really hard to get some models. Yeah, I can and, imagine. And by that, I can also de- tell you that because I've been uh, many Lamborghinis of uh, friends, uh, people I know, whatever, but really a few Ferraris. For sure. Because it's uh, it's hard. The clientele is very well picked. Uh, I mean, in Milan, I know some rappers, uh, people like that, that have the Lamborghinis, but they don't have Ferrari because they probably didn't sell them to them. Wow. That, that's my take. Very interesting. So uh, we're, we're coming on down to the end of our list of questions, but we still have a couple left. Uh, this one's pretty broad strokes, but it's definitely an important question. Uh, do you do you like the current state of fashion? Uh, why or why not? I like the current state of fashion. I, I do like it. I do like the current state of fashion. I mean, it feels something that uh, there's something... Uh, uh, you can do. I mean, uh, you get a lot of uh, inspiration every day. You need to, you know, you know. In terms of business, you know a lot of people. There's a lot of uh, cool people. Uh, uh, you know, every year working in fashion, 
and also some uh, people that uh, don't uh, do shit but that's um, <laughs> that's how it works in basically every every business but uh, yeah i know a lot of uh, i managed to meet a lot of uh, cool people and whatever and uh, as a on the other side i feel like they're uh, they're we're kind of getting stale in terms of what's uh, um, what what the market wants and what the market needs and for this we get back what, uh, to what i was saying before about streetwear and what people need to wear what people want to wear so for this side in terms of uh, uh, creativity we're kind of back get, getting stale but mm. because i mean we're in fashion i mean uh, how many different bomber jackets can you do <laughs> i mean we are we are in year 2020 and uh, let's say fashion from what we know from so if i don't know how much you know of history of fashion but the modern fashion started uh, let's say after the the second world war you know with the mm-hmm. maisons in, in paris uh, and whatever so modern fashion as we know it have been around for more than 70 years and uh, basically everything has been done yeah so things are getting a bit stale for some kind of stuff but i mean it's uh i feel like there's a lot of positive energy and uh it's a business uh, that i do like definitely there are some uh, there are some stuff uh, i mean there are some uh, mediums uh, i mean mediums is not the, the, it's not even uh, this, the the good uh, word for it i mean i feel like there are some uh, industries that are cooler and they lately have been really pushed uh, to the limit and there's always new stuff to speak about and uh, they never get stay like i don't know the gaming industry mm-hmm. i'm also a big uh, nerd for uh, for uh, games uh, video games uh, uh, so i really like that and i feel like uh, that uh, in the gaming industry if compared to the fashion uh, industry or the music industry things go like uh, uh, five pair five times faster yeah and there's new stuff every day and stuff that say wow whereas in fashion lately i don't know for you if it's the same for you guys it's for the last three or four years it's hard for me to to see something and say wow mm-hmm. because i mean at this point we kind of have seen everything you know yeah yeah it's it's kind of getting less and less is bringing new stuff to the table it happens once in a while but we see a lot of kind of the same stuff year after year but uh, yeah because how many how many sneakers can you do how many boats <laughs> uh, you can see how many capital uh, uh bandana shirts how many bandanas uh, can, can they make yeah run how out of colors colored banda- I, I later i'll show you when we when we when we finish the when we finish the podcast i'll show you something cool and uh, but so in fashion things do get stale Mm-hmm. But I mean, as a business, it's really, it's really cool. Whereas I feel like the gaming industry is something crazy. And uh, I know a lot of, uh, of influencers and uh, opinion leaders, let's call it that way in Italy, the Italian ones work in the gaming and stuff is so crazy. And uh, I feel like they do way cooler stuff than uh, than fashion ones. Even if uh, like uh, 
up until uh, six years ago, the video games and gaming was like uh, stuff for nerds and whatever. But uh, right now, it's uh, I feel like it's kind of the top. You know, you have Travis Scott collaborating with uh, with uh, PlayStation. PlayStation. That yeah, really says crazy. a lot about it. That really mm-hmm. says a lot about it. So yeah, I feel like fashion is a cool industry and a cool, uh, let's say business to work in but there are cooler ones uh, like uh, you know the, the i don't know if you got one but, uh, not yet oh, God, i've, not I've yet. been trying i've been trying but so, i haven't been I've able been, to i've been uh, my my hassle has been uh, been destroying my ass on uh, on demon souls <laughs> and also i got to spider-man nice yeah oh. i've been i've been trying to get one hopefully for black friday i can manage to find one somewhere but yeah. not quite yet we'll see frederico heading down to our our second to last question what is your goal in the world of fashion like you know is that just to, to see barrel grow like um you just you know trying to make an impact are you you know whatever it is what is your what is your ultimate goal well, my ultimate goal then is uh, to create something that uh, it's uh, at the same time relevant for mm. the the kids and I mean for people, yeah, and uh, to truly embody something that uh, people want and that um, they will cherish, let's say, and at the same time uh, make money, of course, yeah. <laughs> of course, yeah. because uh, I mean. Uh, I always had, uh, uh, I, uh, I wasn't born, I mean, my, my parents uh, aren't rich. Mm. Yep. They are, we are from a middle class family from Italy. And they never gave me any money to, to buy this kind of stuff. I mean, uh, the, what I show you before, the LV jackets and whatever, all bought with my money from yeah. my work. And before I was working, I was uh, really reselling stuff sneakers mm-hmm. and whatever so definitely so i feel like uh, after so many years of uh, let's say working uh, hard and uh, sacrificing maybe stuff like uh, social life and uh, some other aspects on life i feel like uh, what i truly would lo- love is to like to yeah to make a bank in order to <laughs> To relax a bit, you know, because I truly, I mean, I, I really work uh, a lot every day, uh, basically seven days a week. So, yeah, I feel like uh, what all the efforts I'm giving in and my projects uh, on my Instagram, on everything I do, I, I truly hope it will bring, uh, let's say, something uh, good uh, to yeah to to have uh, the time to relax in my next 10 years I hope. <laughs> <laughs> we hope you get that too man That's, you want to uh, have your own chateau yeah. falcon view yeah, yeah. philip Hines <laughs> house he 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 trademarked Thank the name for yeah man we're, we're so happy to see you working hard and we we hope to see you continue to succeed uh with that uh we have one more question you've made it through all the all the tough questions time for the fun one to end it off make you think a little bit before we before we close out the podcast but Federico if you were given one year do you think that you could eat a wooden door with the hinges and the doorknob included and if you think you could do it how would you do it 
Well, uh, I will feel like uh, first of all, I would, uh, I would, uh, um, yeah, uh, yeah. I think that my my mouse should be larger now, with a uh, wooden <laughs> hole of it. I feel the hinges and the doorknob would be a bit hard to chew. Yes. But uh, for the wooden part, I think it should, shouldn't take that much. <laughs> Maybe just, uh, I don't know, put some condiment of it, uh, you know, some uh, some oil, some fine uh, oil from Italy, some salt and pepper, something like that. And then should be, yeah, should be should be easy to, to eat uh, the, the door. But I mean, hinges and door might be, might go hard on my stomach. So yeah, we don't I want like you to get hurt. I will left those out. An important question, would you rather eat a wooden door or penne lisse? Mm, I feel like uh, a wooden door would still be my best pick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. On that note, thank you so much for uh, – we've made it through our main portion of our questions. Federico, you did a great job. Uh, we're not done quite yet. We have a couple couple more things to do before we finish off the podcast. Uh, first thing, okay. we do a segment every week called Song of the Week where uh, we pick out a song that we've been listening to recently and we add it to an ongoing playlist where if you're a listener, you can find it on Spotify. So Federico, what is your Song of the Week this week? What have you been listening to? My song of the week, of the week uh, for this week uh, is definitely um, Super Heroes by Daft Punk. Nice. Great song. Very great song. You big Daft Punk you, fan? John? Oh. Yeah. Nice. Spectacular group. Um, let's see. I've been, I've been bumping a little future this week. Ooh. While working out and stuff, uh, the new project Pluto, X Baby Pluto, uh, the song Rockstar Chains. I saw a tweet about it, so I figured it was good. So I listened <laughs> to it, and it was good. I, st- I still need to, I still need to listen to the deluxe edition. I didn't yeah. have the time. For sure. I have not listened to a single song off of that album. I, I, I have to get to it. Got to get back in. Yeah. Uh, Solly boy, what about yourself, man? Uh, I got a song by a guy called Tim Licker, and it's called "Because You Moved Me." It's a, nice. it's a house song. Yeah, Very nice. You've been on the houseway lately. Yeah, I don't know. I've been driving a lot. And it's stuff that I like to to drive to. Have you been hanging out with Corey? Mm, it's a party every week, baby. Corey's in the house. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, on that horrible joke by me or joke attempt, I'll say. We are. We have reached the end of our interview. Uh, Federico, thank you so much for joining us. It really means a thank lot you that you guys. took the time. It's it's very late over there, so we really appreciate you staying up to uh, to speak with us. Uh, before we get out of here, the floor is yours. Tell everybody where they can find you on Instagram, on YouTube. Uh, give any shout outs you want to give. Anything like TikTok. that. TikTok, all the platforms. Yeah, yeah. Let the people know yeah. where they can find you and follow you. I have my my last name, which is Barengo B A R E N G O, which is the handle for my social media account. So you can find me there if you really, if you want to shoot me a DM about anything uh, fashion related, or of uh, I mean, if uh, COVID uh, 
will uh, disappear last year if you have any <laughs> the, some uh, interesting places to visit or food or uh, food or uh, or uh, restaurants where to eat in Italy just shoot me a message and I recommend <laughs> you the best ones at a boy yeah so I'll be sure to uh, hit you up if we ever end up in Italy yeah I was I was there last year and I absolutely loved it so I definitely need to come back but on that note Federico, thank you again for uh, for joining us this evening. It's been a blast. We really appreciate you taking the time and for uh, for giving us such great answers across the board. Perfect. Thank you, guys. It was a pleasure. You're welcome. Yeah. Saul, you want Have to take a one? Yeah. Thank you. Um, as always, everybody, I am Saul Thompson on Instagram at Saul Thompson, and I'm joined every week by my co-host. My name's John Hogaboom. You can find me on Instagram at John Hogaboom. We are joined this week by, again, a very special guest, Federico Barengo, at Barengo on Instagram. Thank you one more time for joining us. It has been an absolute pleasure. Um, We hope that you guys enjoyed listening too. But um, every week, John and I, and this week, Federico as well, um, are the Pair of Kings podcast, where twice a week, every week for the foreseeable future, we are bringing you business as usual, tomfoolery as planned. Thank you so much to everybody for joining us. Thanks, everybody. Have a great Thursday.